Happy Monday. My name is Emily, and welcome to Mommy on the Wire. Welcome back to another week of Mommy on the Wire. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad that you keep listening. It has been so fun to see the podcast grow. In fact, today we are going to be doing a little more in-depth get-to-know-me-who-I-am because as the podcast has continued to grow, there are a lot of people here that don't know me. At first, the people who were listening were people that I went to high school with, who I grew up with, or who I had like really close acquaintances with. There are a lot of bugs on my car. And I'm trying to figure out if they're inside. No, they are outside. Anyway, I knew everybody who was following along in some sense. And now that it's growing, which you hope, but I never thought would happen, there are so many people that follow along that I don't know. And so I figured we would do a little bit more of a intro than the little six-minute one I put out right when I started. But... So, okay, a couple things first off. I, of course, am recording in my car. I have recorded almost every episode in my car. And now, truly, for those of you who don't know, me and my husband and our two boys are living in our fifth wheel. We redid it. It's so stinking cute. Um, Maybe I'll post pictures on the story after this goes up. Um, we redid our camper, sold our house, and we've been living in our fifth wheel for five months. And it's intense. But we went and looked at a house tonight, and I really, really liked it. It was dreamy. Whether or not we are going to get it, I don't really know. But it was really fun to just imagine ourselves in a house again. It was the perfect size. The kitchen was dreamy. The master bedroom was amazing and it is a horse property so it has a chicken coop all ready to go places for horses or goats there's a huge pasture in the back it's about an acre it's a little over an acre and a huge shop and um the owner the previous owner i guess the current owner because we do not own it has really just made it beautiful and there's squash plants and tomatoes raspberries cucumbers beans everywhere and a beautiful deck oh my goodness it's so dreamy and i'll keep you guys updated on whether we go there somewhere else it's really just been quite the adventure i uh, don't know what you guys think about angel numbers (laughs) anybody who knows me really close is going to be rolling their eyes because i believe in them essentially what it is is just a repeat of numbers that you see continuously for me it's two 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 and every time in my life when I when something big has happened, I'll give you some examples. I see 222 everywhere. And I'm really going to be throwing myself under the bus here. It doesn't embarrass me anymore, but it did for some reason at the time. When I had my first son, he was born on 222. And I weighed 222 pounds. I was on bed rest, okay, for six months. So I like to give myself a little bit of a break, but... Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, just a lot of 222. Before I got pregnant, right before I got pregnant with my second, I was seeing 222 everywhere. 
when I found my birth dad the days leading up to finding him. Again, two, two, two everywhere. Well, the last couple days, I have once again been seeing it everywhere. I look at the clock, um, the number of likes on a TikTok. Today I ordered hair extensions and their phone number was like blah, 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 two, 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 and then a bunch of other numbers. And so I've just been seeing it everywhere at one point as like my, my podcast was growing two days ago. I had 222 followers. It's just been so crazy. So to me, I kind of giggled a little bit and told my husband, I think this is a sign that we need to buy this house. So stay tuned. But other than that, I don't really have many updates. We're all doing good. We're all healthy. We're all happy. And we're doing really well. So let's get into this episode. So it feels weird to just sit here and talk about myself because I can't imagine anyone being entertained by that. And yet when I listen to the podcasts that I like to listen to, I actually really do enjoy getting to know the people who are putting it on and kind of knowing their background and who they are as a person. And so I figured with all the new followers that I have from the giveaway that I hope, I truly hope stuck around, I thought I would do a little get to know me better. And I hope the people who know me and knew me through all of these stages, I hope you guys enjoy it. So, my name is Emily Whitlock, previously Emily Jarman. I maybe should be careful with how much information I'm giving, but I grew up in Gilbert, Arizona. Every single person I talk to has a connection to Gilbert in some way, and that's because it's amazing. It is a phenomenal town to grow up in and, um, I think, to raise a family. So yeah, I grew up in Gilbert. I really had the best, most secure upbringing. I had two parents. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked. I had two older brothers. Um, we always lived in very safe neighborhoods. And I don't know. I was just a happy kid. I got to experience, you know, going, being put into, like, soccer and dance and stuff like that. And I stuck with soccer, played all through high school. And... I was really involved in, I guess, just my community in general and in my church. I did grow up LDS. I am still LDS. Um, Mormons, um, as maybe some of you would know us, but the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and yeah, I was really involved in church and school and everything growing up. Um, like I said, I had two brothers. And me and one of my other brothers are adopted. So when we were just little babies, we were both adopted. He's two and a half years older than me. Um, and that was, a, that was a big part of who I was growing up. I wouldn't say so much anymore. But it really was a lot of, a lot of who I was in the sense that it weighed on me. And what I mean by that is I just remember being little and thinking... I love my family, and I know I'm meant to be in this family, but why couldn't I have just grown in my mom's tummy? Like, I very distinctly remember feeling that way. I don't feel that way anymore, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I know that it worked out the way it did, and I, I guess 
the reason I say that is because I felt like the only way I could really belong to my mom and dad growing up was if I had grown in my mom's tummy and now I know that's not true. Now I know that a family can be created and bonded and rooted so deeply that that doesn't matter. And that's what I mean by it doesn't really bother me anymore. But I did. I had a great family growing up. And you guys will, will get to know throughout as I talk about them and just experiences I have with them that I'm obsessed. I am truly obsessed with my family. Um, I played soccer. I had great friends. I really just had like a Disney Channel movie life. And I'm very, very grateful that I was able to have that. Um, when I was 17, it was right before, it was the summer before my senior year, we moved to Utah. <laughs> this just, the, my whole, it's nothing unique. My story is not unique by any means. And I used to want to be unique and different so badly. And as I'm sharing who I am, I'm like, this is not unique. Everybody lived in Gilbert, Arizona and moved to Utah when they were 17. Not really, but it kind of feels like that. Um, so yeah, I spent my senior year in Utah in the Layton area and it was okay. I had a really rough, rough year and one day I'll probably do an episode on that. It is going to need a whole lot of trigger warnings. <laughs> it was rough. It was a bad year. But we made it through, um, and that summer right after my senior year was amazing. I had great friends. I had so much fun. It was probably my favorite summer ever. I graduated in 2016. So um, after that, I served an LDS mission. I was only out for six months, and I served in Madrid, Spain. So in one of my earlier episodes, I did kind of explain what a mission is you get called somewhere so you're assigned to go to a certain place and I was assigned Madrid Spain and you teach people about Jesus and you invite them to church and sometimes they get baptized but the most exciting part of all really is just helping people it's just helping people teaching them about Jesus just seeing like how happy Jesus can make people it's magical. It it really was a good experience. I came home because I broke my jaw. And then I never went back out because 15 days later I met my husband. So I, again, it's such a typical story. Got married young. I was 20 when I got married, so 19 when I got engaged, 20 I was married, and by 21, a month after my 21st birthday, I had my first baby, and I look back, and I just want to hug young Emily, and I want to tell her that she's going to be okay. Um, I have a lot of opinions on that, and I do eventually want to do an episode on getting married young. I know it's the culture, and I know that it's good. Like, I love my husband, and thank goodness we worked out and that we both didn't marry complete psychopaths. Um, but, yeah, I have a lot of opinions on um, on getting married young. But 
Uh, we did. We had babies right away. Um, Remington was definitely a surprise. We hadn't even been married for two months when we found out about him. And I won't go into too much detail, but we fought hard for our babies. Um, we found out that I had something called, called incompetent cervix. And it was a fight to stay pregnant with my babies. For Remington, I was on strict bed rest, lived in the hospital for a couple months, dilated to a five for three of those months. And yeah, it was intense. It was pretty intense. And then with Gibson, in order to stay pregnant, I just, I just had a surgery to get my cervix stitched closed. And then I had weekly shots and they're both here and we've done it twice and we don't want to do it again. It was hard, but we have two beautiful boys and we lived in Clinton for almost four years together, beginning of our marriage, and now we are out in the Uintas plugging for land. We are really tired of the city, and that's kind of just an overview. That's a very small, quick overview of the beginning of my life up till now. However, that's not who I am, you know. Like I said, I have a very typical story. But I'd like to think that the way I view life and the things that I've been through and experiences I've had kind of give me a little bit of that uniqueness I always wanted on a perspective that I hope is more than just the typical Mormon girl growing up and having babies, you know? And that's, that's kind of the whole purpose of why I started Mommy on the Wire. I'm a mom who wants to talk about more than just mom things. Um, and I hope that people can relate to it and, and feel the same way about themselves, you know, even if we do have this story that seems so similar to each other, I feel like there's just so much difference and uniqueness that each of us can bring. So I did, it's really cheesy. I found a kind of like get to know you questions, um, I guess I could have been like, what do you want to know? But I didn't want to answer questions like, how tall are you? I'm 5'3", if you're wondering. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I figured I'd find some questions. They were all so cheesy, and so I tried to find the most out there kind of questions so you could really get to know me. So we're going to dive into those. We'll end it with a little rapid fire um, facts about me, and then... We'll see each other next week, but let's get into those questions. So, the first one. What do people do that make you angry? Well, you will see me the most angry, like, on the road. Like, if people are just rude. Like, anyone acting entitled, actually, I probably would be my number one. Um, just thinking that they're entitled to cutting in line or cutting someone off. Yeah, yeah, that kind of attitude. I just, I'm not here for it. I do not like it. Next, what do you not feel guilty spending money on? Ooh, probably 1000%, obviously, like, food. And even then, sometimes I feel guilty because I think, especially when you see prices rising and stuff, is this a want or is this a need? And... Sometimes I feel guilty for certain things, 
but I never, for the most part, feel I don't feel guilty for groceries or diapers and stuff like that. Even gas sometimes, I'm like, well, did I just drive around leisurely this week? Like, do I really need to be getting gas? It's, it's ridiculous. Next question, could you live off the grid? I think I could. After living in my camper, it's not the end of the world. This is what I tell people. If I mentally prepared and knew that I was going to be living off the grid and I chose that for myself, absolutely. But going into the camper five months ago, we had told ourselves, we'll be in there two months max. We don't want to be there for very long. And so mentally, I prepared to be here for two months. And I think that is why it's been the hardest. If I from the get-go had planned, because I am such a planner, that's why my giveaway had a literal planner in it. Um... I just, I just think if I had been better, more better prepared, I would have done a little bit better. And so, yeah, I think I could. Next, do you enjoy the outdoors, going camping or hiking? So I love camping. I really do. And I think it depends on the kind of camping. My husband thinks that a camper or like camping trailer, he thinks that's not real camping. I do. I grew up doing both. I grew up in tents and in a camper. But he thinks that camping is only in a tent. I like both. If I'm going to be there a little bit longer, of course I prefer a camper. But I love it. Some of my best memories growing up were camping. As far as hiking, I hate it. I hate hiking. And I remember, like, when I would be dating boys or, like, getting to know boys, I I don't know why, but I would tell them I liked to hike. Thank goodness none of them ever took me on a hiking date because I'd have been mortified, but I would always be like, and I love the outdoors and I love to hike. And they'd be like, me too. Like, you're such a cool girl. And I'm lucky none of them tried to take me on a hike because I, there's nothing I would rather not do than hike. I hope that made sense. What was the most romantic thing that you have ever done for someone? So I kind of wanted to think a little bit about these questions before so I wasn't just sitting here going, hmm, that's hard. And I actually, I had something come to mind here. I was having a hard time thinking about it. But I think the most romantic thing I ever did for someone was, thank goodness, my husband. Um, When we were engaged for the last 100 days of our engagement, and this was a commitment, the last 100 days, I had a notebook and I wrote him a letter every single day for the last 100 days. Has he re- has he ever read it? No. <laughs> Does he even know where it is? Oh, no. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe as we approach our five-year anniversary, we'll read them. We'll read the last. I think that's a really cute idea. We got engaged at the end of November, so I think what I'll do is I'll pull out this notebook and every day leading up to our fifth anniversary, we will read a letter a day. I think that is so cute and so romantic. Look at me. I was so cute. (laughs) Are you a thrill seeker? I am absolutely not. I am an anxious girl who likes to stay home. I used to be people who knew me growing up are probably like no you're not you are a thrill seeker but I'm not I like comfort I don't like change I don't like thrill I don't like adrenaline 
I want to be secure in every aspect of my life. Do you think that you are a high maintenance person? I think it really depends on a person's um, definition of high maintenance because I can biker short, t-shirt, claw clip, no makeup, it up any single day of the week. Do I like having nice things? Absolutely. Am I at a point though now in my life where I don't need the nicest things? Yes. There was a point where I needed the newest of everything and there was a point where I wouldn't leave the house without makeup. Motherhood and inflation will do some scary things to you, I'm telling you. Um, I, I, However, I do probably lean more high maintenance than not. And there's nothing wrong with that. Casey always tells me he knew I was high maintenance when he met me, and it was one of the things that drew him to me, which I don't know why, but... I'm grateful for it. How would your friends describe you? I think they would describe me as hyper, silly, loyal, sassy, kind, um, or maybe that's how I would describe myself. <laughs> no, I think that they would. I, when I have a friend and I am committed to that friend, I want to make them feel important probably work on that but I am loyal to the bone to them unless you do something to me or my family <laughs> then we're gonna have a problem we're gonna have a, actually a really big problem um but yeah I don't know I, I that's how I think they would describe me next what gets you excited or gives you energy um for me I would say don't want to be basic but it's true I love a good shopping trip I love continue to shopping cart <laughs> proceed to checkout that gives me a thrill like no other um but no I like and this is gonna sound really silly but especially these days I really just like having something to look forward to and it doesn't even have to be that big um going back to my hometown to visit my parents Gibson's birthday party coming up the holidays like I just like having something to look forward to on my planner and <laughs> I probably sound like an old lady but it it gives me a thrill I want to have something to look forward to what is your worst habit my worst habit my husband would tell you that it is not flushing the toilet in the middle of the night and I am getting better at that because I know it bugs him so much and he promises me that I will not wake him up. But I'm perfect. I don't have any worst habits. No, I do. I have a lot. Probably, oh, I know what it is. Not folding the clothes right away after I wash them. I can wash them, and I think so many people relate to this. It is so hard for me to fold them. I don't like to do it, but I am getting better at it, so... What are some traits that you really dislike in other people? Complaining. And I've been there before, so I feel a little bit hypocritical. Um, but the just constant negativity and complaining is really, really hard to be around. And I don't like... I, I shouldn't say I don't like people. I don't like this trait in people. I don't like when they just 
talk, talk, talk about other people. And I know that it is human nature to be curious, you know, about certain situations or events in people's lives when they've kind of hinted at it or whatnot. But if I'm getting together with someone and that's all that ever happens is we're talking about other people, I don't want to do that, you know. And I'm not perfect, obviously, but I do not like that trait. I don't like it. Do you think that you work well with others? Absolutely not. Absolutely and not. And here's why. When I have had jobs, I would like to think that I work really well with like my coworkers. And I think we all love each other. I don't work. My coworkers are my kids right now. But when I have worked, I think I work really well with others in a work aspect where we're all getting paid. In school, I know, no, I wanted to do it by myself. And I think that that is the same in like church and everyday life. Like I want to do it myself, which is not good. That's something that I could probably work on. And yeah, so there's that. Have you ever been fired or quit in a huff? No, I have not. I have not. How much money would it take to feel rich? I don't know. I truly have no idea because money goes fast. That is something that I've realized, um, especially having sold our last house and we need quite a bit of equity on it, but you gotta be careful because money can go so fast. So I don't know what it would take to feel rich. Probably over a million dollars. Maybe five million. What would you buy if you won the lottery? I would definitely make sure that my house was paid off, my car was paid off. Oh my goodness. I am not fun or spontaneous at all. I would be very smart with it, I think. I would make sure my kids had a good little savings set aside. And of course I would buy clothes and stuff like that. I would buy... I'd waste a lot of it, don't get me wrong. I'd buy a pebble ice machine. I would buy goodness probably like a four-wheeler I'd buy a bounce house for my kids I I don't know I would spend it though I would spend it which leads me into the next question are you a spender or a saver both I spend to the point where I get stressed and then go into manic saving mode which is not healthy it's very not healthy. And that's why we try to stick to a budget. Here's what you can spend and here's what we save. And that, that's truly the healthiest way to do it. How many long-term relationships have you had? Well, I'm currently in my longest one and that's my marriage to my husband and really the only one that matters. But other than that, one and a half. <laughs> I don't think the first one counted because I was 14 years old, um, but we were a thing for probably a year and a half, which isn't even that long. And then the only one other one was just a high school relationship and it lasted collectively two years, two and a half two something like that and that's sad I like look back and I'm like no actually it's not sad you know 
I don't see what the point of being with a ton of people just to have experiences and whatnot. Like, I, I, at first I think, well, that's really sad. My high school boyfriend, and of course I dated people here and there, but a couple months to me, without, like, an exclusive official title, I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem like it counts to me. Um, but to me, I don't know. I feel kind of grateful that my long-term relationship went from my high school boyfriend to my husband. I don't know why. Probably because it worked out for me, but I don't know. I don't think you need tons of long-term relationships to, to know what you're doing, but next, do you like spending a lot of time with your friends? No, I don't. I would, but I don't because I don't have friends that are that easy to access. <laughs> um, I, it sounds so bad and maybe that's part of why I started the podcast is because I felt like I needed some sort of community for myself, but I am not a part of any girl group I would like to be, but you can only go so far. You're not, you're not going to invite yourself to another group, you know, you're just not going to do that. And so I have a solid couple friends, like really solid friends who I love, but they don't live near, near me. And it's kind of sad to admit that I would love to have like a good solid group and I think this move has been really really good for me in that aspect because there are like several girls in the area that I am absolutely terrified but you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to message them and I'm going to say hey do you want to be my friend um because I really think that you can only go so far as far as saying, hey, I don't have friends, and then not doing anything about it. I, I throw a mean girls night. If anything, right before I moved, my best friends were my cousins and my sister-in-laws and my mom. <laughs> which actually is the next question, which is who is your best friend? And shout out to my mom. She's amazing. She really is my, she's my number one, is my mom. I wanted this podcast, like this episode, to make me sound cool and like relatable and whatnot. And I'm, I feel like I'm painting myself out to be really weird. <laughs> but my mom, I do love her. My best friend, my two other best friends are Jessica. She, I've known her since we were babies. Our moms are friends. We grew up in Gilbert together and we talk every single day. It's very rare that we don't talk at least four out of the seven days of the week. Um, so she is my, one of my best friends, and then another amazing friend of mine is Meg, so shout out Meg, and we, let me tell you, this is, this is just an example of how you make a friendship, even if it's kind of weird at first, so I went to high school with Meg my senior year, but we did not talk to each other, I think we were, we were, for a fact, in the same prom group, but we did not talk to each other, I was extremely intimidated by Meg, Everyone loved her. Like, I I would consider her, like, very well-known. 
our senior year and she scared me but she's not scary <laughs> um it was january of 2020 before the pandemic well the years leading up to that like after we graduated every once in a while we would like comment on each other's stuff and be like let's be friends and then we were never friends um but 2020 of the pandemic we just started marco poloing each other we didn't live in the same city and we just started talking on marco polo and we became close like we became really really close and we know everything that has gone on in each other's lives oh this is gonna make me emotional um and it's just so crazy that we just started marco polo each other and it was weird at first like it was um text me meg if you agree but like she became the person that i confided in when i was really really struggling and i i think the same would go with swapped like i was there for her and we were there for each other and yeah like it was it was good and I, it's it's possible to make adult friendships I will tell you that but those are my best friends and that wraps up that segment as far as answering the questions but I do have a little bit of rapid fire just fun little facts I ever since I was little have loved the idea of country life I would like read books and then you're asked questions like are you a city girl or a country girl and I am a city girl through and through because that's what I was raised on and that's what I know but <gasps> Ollie just took my shoe my dog went up to my camper my shoes are outside oh not to mention that's my church shoe oh, he knows he's in trouble and he it was cute the way he grabbed it and pranced away with it into the field it was cute but he's in trouble so I have always just loved the idea of it and I will tell you having only had a tiny glimpse of it it is as dreamy picture perfect as I imagined it to be I have bad road rage I mentioned before and I am working on it I am trying to become better because it can end you in a tizzy you could have some man following you for quite some time on the freeway and it can be scary so working on the road rage I love to read. I absolutely love it. If you need book recommendations, your girls got you and come to me for recommendations. I think I've read 30 books this year, which probably isn't a lot to other people, but between the move and I was working for the first half of the year and between my boys and just life, 30 is a lot. So I love family. I love an, a night, a game night a good planned game night. I love playing games with my family. Spending a Saturday on the lake. One of my favorite things to do is just my boys and I, we go out to the lake and we take a picnic and we go around on our kayak and Casey fishes. I love getting dressed up with a place to be. For example, like I love getting dressed up for church or for a dinner or for a party or something like that. I just love getting dressed up with a place to be. And I'm not talking Target. I don't want to get ready to go to Target or to run errands or just for the day. I love a good heart to heart, a good deep conversation. Love me one of those. And I love a trip somewhere familiar. I am not a big traveler. I always thought 
I think it was one of those, um, kind of like the aspect of telling boys I liked hike when I didn't. I think it had this aspect to me that maybe made me cool to say like, oh, I love to travel. But while, while I do like it, my favorite thing is a trip somewhere familiar. So for example, this weekend, we're going to my grandma and grandpa's house in Burley, Idaho. And I like, I like the familiarity. I'm excited to show my boys and my husband around a town that I partially grew up in. We'd go a couple times a year and in October, me and my boys are going to Gilbert where I grew up. And so that is the kind of traveling that I love to do. I love to go somewhere that feels kind of like home. Anyway, so that is the rapid fire and that wraps up our episode. I really hope it wasn't lame. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you get a kind of a, a good idea of who I am and throughout the podcast, I hope that that grows more and that it is somewhere you like to be. But I have so many fun things planned. I have guests in the work, funny episodes, and a lot that's going to be happening. The support that I got on this Stanley giveaway was absolutely wild to me. Blew my mind. Uh, it was more than I even expected. But thank you guys for listening today. And I hope you have a great week. Be safe. Be kind. Do something to treat yourself. And we'll talk next week. Bye.